Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, good mate, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. What's happening down there? Oh, very little, very little. little. How about up there? Uh, Life is is normal? Life's weird up here. They they banned, like, um, people from Victoria. Like, you're allowed to come into New South Wales, but only for, like, four reasons. Oh, really? The border communities did, yeah. So usually when they put this border bubble... Um, you're just allowed yeah, to come, come in, go. come and go. It's like so they've said, hey, you can still come and go, but only for like medical, education, yeah. work, maybe, or yeah. I don't know something else. So which means like all the big, um, like the cafes and restaurants and stuff like that, because uh, you got to scan everywhere now. Like you can't get in yeah. anywhere. So um, yeah, they've all just got, they're just all empty, um, which is really weird. Yeah, wow, because no so, one's moving. Hey, they're just staying on their side. Yeah, no one comes. People feel like think, oh yeah, you're New South Wales, but like 99 percent of our business is people coming from Victoria over the river. Um, mm. Like no mm. one goes, oh let's. No one from bloody Sydney or bloody you know even like Denny and Wagga. No one goes, let's go down to Miami for the weekend. Like it's yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very much like a Victorian town, so it's uh yeah very Shit. very yeah, strange. But um yeah, like we went out for lunch yesterday, and it's just like yeah, like we went to the golf club. Because New South Wales have got this cool thing where they give you, um, every person in your household, like, two $50 vouchers to, like, use at local <coughs> restaurants and stuff. Oh, um, Which wow. is, yeah, so we're, like, so I got, like, two $25 vouchers and Carly got two $25 vouchers. So, like, and we got a thing where we go out for lunch every Saturday. So we kind of went to the golf club yesterday and there would have been, like, 
oh, I reckon 15 people in their tops. It was just like empty tables everywhere, staff walking around with yeah, nothing right. to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit sad for those guys. But um, so, but I, I think then I felt bad using one of these vouchers. I'm like, But I think it goes, they get it straight from the government. You know when people give you a gift voucher and then you're like, you're like yeah, I know but, yeah. someone's giving you money for this, but then you feel like mm. a bit of a dog going to cash it yeah. in if it's like a business that's been affected by COVID. That's funny because I'm actually drinking a Bolter right now and I actually use the Run to PV Christmas gift Oh, yeah, gift your card. Christmas gift, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I thought, oh, I better, I better use that because, yeah, so I had to make the trek into Dan Murphy's. Good, good to hear so, you drinking beers. Thanks, thanks for that. Run to PB, looking after their coaches. So let's keep this yeah, in exactly. there. Let's just get rolling straight into this episode, hey? That was because uh, yeah. last week we spoke some good stuff before we hit record. So yeah. welcome to episode number five uh, of the Road to Divi One podcast series with a bit of our Road to Gold Coast in there as well for Andy Buchanan's Gold Coast Marathon debut build-up. Uh, we'll talk to a BAT member Tonight, we're going to call one of the young bats up, hear a bit about his running story, unpack Andy's week, um, probably get off track and talk about all types of different things throughout this episode, like last week. You may have already heard, because we did have the recording stuff going. He's on the beers this week. Andy Buchanan, welcome to this week's episode. Thanks, Brady. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's always good to come on here on a Sunday Sunday um, night and talk a bit of talk a bit of rubbish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me on. How have you been going? Don't have to thank me. Yeah, good. I'm going all right. I'm. Uh, I think you and I will be in similar headspaces about what could potentially happen this week. Just a bit of um, unknown for uh, planning training and things like that. We had a bit of a shorter long run today, so I'm feeling pretty fresh for a Sunday night. Thinking that would be uh, potentially be racing next weekend, but I'm sure we'll talk all about that as we go. Um, how are you feeling though? Like obviously the COVID situation's got a lot more serious in Victoria. Um, last week we we're kind of I don't know maybe a 50-50 chance we'll get into Launceston, and you know thinking about Gold Coast wasn't even a, a thing this time last week. But hmm. there's uh, some points of concern I'm sure from your end. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, like it's it's always changing, and I suppose now, especially because I'm in regional Victoria, we're kind of living living life as per normal um, with no lockdown, that kind of stuff. And then you kind of forget that our um, those in the city are still are still living in lockdown. So um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's a bit of a funny headspace. Like meant to be going to Launceston in um, under a week, and can't really see that happening. But um, I don't know. The bigger the bigger concern at the moment is probably making sure I can get up to Gold Coast because um, it'd be pretty frustrating, kind of not being able to get up there. But it's um, I don't know. It's it's affecting everyone, so it's I try not to stress about it and try not to dwell too much on it. And um, yeah, we've I suppose Scott and I have put a few things in place just to try and make sure that I can um, can definitely get up to Gold Coast. But I'd I'd be lying to say that um, it hasn't come across my mind. A few times in the last uh, three or four days. So, yeah, watch this space, I suppose. Affecting everyone in Victoria. Like, I think yes. it depends on what yeah. part of uh, Australia you're living in, the way you've been affected by it all. But, um, yeah, so I guess you guys have got to start thinking about uh, when you can potentially get over the border to – because you can do that now, can't you, from regional yeah, Victoria? So... And then you've just got to follow the – have you got to do a two-week, like, quarantine? Yeah, so I've got to do, if I went into New South Wales, I have to, so if I went and visited you or stayed with you, for example, um, I'd have to do 
two weeks and I'd be under the same laws that Melbourne are at the moment. So you can only you can only leave for exercise, you can only leave for food or for um, medical purposes. So that'd be two weeks that I'd have to do in New South Wales. So that is one option that we are looking at. Um, do I go up to Newcastle, which is where my my coach is based, um, just two weeks uh, before the before the marathon. Um, so that way I know that um, I'll be able to get into Queensland. I'm not sure what the restrictions are at the moment from Melbourne to Queensland, but the big concern is will Melbourne still be under lockdown um, because that's that's the only way we can get out of Victoria, essentially by plane up to Gold Coast. So at the moment, I dare say I might be going up to uh, to Newcastle and doing a little bit of training up there for a week or two before Gold Coast, which um, there's worse places to go. So it's not uh, it's not all doom and gloom from my end. And you'll have one week school holidays and then take a like week's leave kind of thing. Is that what you think? Yeah, yeah. That's I need to ask the boss tomorrow. So hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Uh, it's a very slim chance he will. Um, but yeah, I need to just ask the boss and see if I can get that approved. Um, but they're normally pretty supportive of my running, so I think I should be able to get that done. Schools are a little bit funny with um, approving leave on the back end of holidays, um, but yeah. we'll just we'll see. I know. I think it's exceptional circumstances not like i'm going over to bali to have a piss up for two weeks so uh, yeah. we'll just wait wait and see but that's my that's my plan b just if cases continue to um to crop up in melbourne and we're kind of all lumped in it and um yeah because it's it's not looking great down there at the moment so would you potentially just drive it as well if you're like because you can drive what sydney's like i think six seven no eight hours i think from bendigo yeah yeah, it's, like if you I had know. to, just break it up. Just go four yeah. hours one way, four hours next day. Yeah, something like that. But I suppose the tricky part is when you stop, you're you're under pretty strict restrictions, um, so that'd make it quite tough. But I don't know. I suppose I don't want to. It'd be it'd just be nice because I think if you have two weeks out of Victoria, you're completely. If you have that fourteen day quarantine kind of period, you're going to be completely safe. So I don't really want to uh, take a take a roll of the dice and just um fluke something so it's yeah we'll just wait and see and see if we have to put that plan into the action yeah but that call would need to be in two weeks time wouldn't it like yeah yeah potentially i think as yeah i will probably know what i what are the options as of tomorrow i'd say and then have that in my back pocket if i need to if i need to do it yeah because some states i was just looking at the tassie like border rules for um potentially this weekend and they've just put a blanket on, like, if you're Victorian or been in Victoria in the last two weeks, um, they're not accepting you, like, at their border at the moment. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I've got my New South Wales residence, but I work in Victoria. So that kind of rules me out as well, because I was talking to a travel agent friend, and, yeah, she was like, no, 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 fight from Melbourne will still leave. Like, they, instead of having five flights a day, they might condense it all to one. So you can still get there and you can travel to Melbourne because you're in transit as long as you don't stop um, at too many places on the way kind of down there. But she's yeah. like, your biggest problem will be trying to get an exemption to get into actually Tasmania because you've been in a Echuca, um, yeah, whereas you yeah, reside right. in Moama kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I wish they had regional Victoria and... Um, Victoria mm-hmm. oh, and Melbourne, Metro Victoria, two kind of set of set of rules. So, but mm. so much can change. Just like this week to last week, like so much can change. We're recording Sunday night. Um, you know, it could be a different situation. Tassie might say midweek, "Hey, regional Victoria is under different rules than than Metro Victoria. Um, we're accepting people." 
yeah, it's just, I don't know, and it's, yeah, it's really tough uh, for regional Victoria, but also for Metro Vic, uh, Metro Vic as well, because, I don't know, I feel for them, but then at the same time, we're kind of often lumped into the same category as them, even though we don't have the cases, but... Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about Launceston too much because I've kind of, I've nearly ruled it out. Um, I know we're making a decision on Tuesday um, around what session I do, and then that will be the. Um, from there, it's like, yep, no matter what, we're we're sticking with X or Z kind of thing. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just annoying being up in the air, hey, because you'd you'd normally be going, oh sweet, I'm going down to Tassie next weekend. This is gonna be good fun kind of thing, and it's a bit of an empty feeling actually. That's weird, yeah, and that's why I just filled out that like um, form on the line tonight, just for them to rather say yes or no. I'm like, I'm sick of thinking about this, and do I go to different airports, or what happens, or, and then I'm like, because I could have like, if I, you know, wasn't truthful, I could have just not ticked that I have been in Victoria the last two weeks and have have my New South Wales kind of ID and stuff. But I'm like, nah, I'm gonna do the right thing here. So I'm hoping they just start. Uh, they rather shut me down, or they let me in, and that that decides my kind of plan for next weekend. But, um, yeah, it's up in the air and it's trying to, like, look after a few guys in our training group and trying to be like, all right, this is maybe we train Wednesday, maybe we train Tuesday. This is the session we're meant to be doing, but that was the session because we're meant to be racing on Sunday and it's just like, oh, it's mucking up programs all over the place. But um, I think it's we'll still do something, though, because I think it's important to, to still do something and have that down week and have that kind of, you know, just something with a bit more pressure on maybe. Um, but what we do is going to be, uh, yeah, something we'll decide potentially this week. Yeah, there's a bit of talk about a BATS time trial mm. um, happening, which would be pretty exciting, actually. Well, that's the thing. I was telling the boys on the long run this morning, like, we had four of us, so, like, myself, Archie, Glenn, and Nathan. Um, then you've got, you know, yourself, both the twins, uh, Jamie the Beast cooks in Bendigo, like, Steve Van Reeves, there's some Nigel Preston. Like, it gets to a field of ten, Pretty quality yeah, runners pretty quick. So, um, yeah, we could definitely set something up. It's just what to set up. Like, I don't really want to do another 10K track time trial just because I've I've been to that well before and uh, yeah. taken yeah, out of it. I'm like, oh. But remember, we were organizing that other one in June 12 months ago. I'm like, yeah, how, how the hell are we 12 months on? And I'm sitting here going, oh, what time trial do you want to plan? I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, frustrating. Uh, wait and see hopefully we don't have to have a time trial but yeah we'll just we'll just see yeah see what happens i think our chance the time trial are pretty high or something Mm. um let's talk about your week though kicked it off on monday with a 17.8k run at 420s yep 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 bit of uh publicity for the podcast there which was good and got a bit of support some good comments comments here isn't it fair few yeah fair few bats in there which is uh good that people are getting around it so it was just a yeah, pretty. Um, I don't know. Obviously, this week for me up till Thursday was we weren't. I wasn't working, um, so yeah, ran there at nine twenty-one, which is a bit of a luxury luxury for me. That doesn't um, doesn't happen very often. So um, yeah, just got out a little bit later there um, and enjoyed uh, One Tree Hill. So we had the five k radius um, where we couldn't run outside of five k in any direction from our house. Um, so I'm pretty lucky. We've got. I think I've got every training location nearly um, within the 5K, so the track, the lake, um, and, and One Tree Hill and everything. So while I was running a lot of the same tracks for the whole week, um, I'm pretty lucky in that I can run in most normal spots. So that was um, that was pretty cruisy. Fair bit of technical. As you can see on the map, it's quite windy along there, so that's pretty technical, so that kind of slows you down. 
a little bit um, and then got out for a good Arvo loop apparently on Monday afternoon. So just uh, seven and a half K there, 427s, just nice and cruisy. You've got that um, old privacy setting on, so your loops don't actually look that good. I think I've got the same thing. Uh, you know when you do a good loop, but you leave from home, and then it cuts it like yeah, so it looks, it looks like, like you finished finish and spots. started. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah don't want too many people knowing exactly where I live. Yeah. But good, especially good with idea. kids, you, you can't you can't trust kids these days. Yeah, your house <laughs> being egged and stuff. Been, been a school teacher, so um, and then actually did a session with our with our guest. Um, who's going to jump on? He's just actually slaving away at GYG at the moment, so I've got to wait for him to finish work, and then he'll join us pretty soon. The life of a teenager. Hey? What's GYG? Uh, Guzman and Gomez. Have you? Oh yeah. Oh, didn't you... that didn't that place get shut down? It did, but then so it was actually owned uh, privately, and everyone who worked there was just given away free burrito cards and all that kind of stuff. So the business did very poorly, and then um, yeah the the company bought it off or bought them out and then now they've opened it up again. So it's exactly the same business, um, just company owned and they've, I think they've been a bit stricter with who, um, with who's, uh, who's been employed, but that's something we can ask Matt. We can ask if there's many free burrito cards getting, um, getting given out, but it's, I bloody love it. This it's, is the yeah. place, like it's cross the road from where you guys start your long run. Yep. 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 Still yep. in just there. Next to Mac is there. Yep. Yep. Still in exactly the same spot. They literally closed it. I think they took everything out and then they just put the same shit back in again and then reopened it uh, a few months later. So we were very happy at work. We actually had uh, GYG Celebration Week where I think we had it oh, maybe three or four of the days for lunch. Um, but the good thing is there you can have you can have uh, like tacos, like hard or soft. You can have a burrito or burrito bowl and they all taste different. So you can go there every day and, yeah, it's bloody great. I love it. You mm. ever been? Yeah, I've been there once, I reckon. I remember doing a um, session. I was going to do a hilly, like, bush loop session, but it was hammering down rain. And I ended up going from the bottom of One Tree Hill over the top and then dropping down to uh, Marang, yeah. uh, Mandarang Road there yeah. and then doing a UE and coming back over and down again. So it was about 10K. Um, yeah. Start, it was good. To go, it's good because it's good surface. Like, you see where you put your foot every time you put it down. And then I remember having a burrito there afterwards. And then just drove back yeah. to Chuka. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I really love it. I reckon we need to um need to get Matt to see if we can get a GYG sponsor on board the bats. And does everyone um, call it GYG? Is that like a cool thing to do, or you just do that? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I would, that's probably a question for. I feel like Guzman and Gomez is a it's a it's a bit of a tongue twister that one. So I just like GYG. It's, mm. we'll, ask, nice. we'll ask the guest when we get him in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll hit him with the big question. Yeah, up front. Um, but yeah, on Tuesday I did a session with Matt. So um, Ned was actually his twin was feeling a bit crook, and uh, we I wasn't sure to because we can only exercise with one other person um, under these restrictions. And I kind of said sent them a message being like oh, i'm doing this session um i don't know how we can do this because i didn't want to invite one but not invite the other and ned's like oh no i've got a bit of a cold so i'm going to stay home so that worked well um we went to the qeo here in bendio which is our main big footy oval like if there's any ever any afl practice games or anything they do it on this um oval so it's pretty good grass it's not great at the moment over winter they kind of let it go but we did um yeah 20 by one minute on one minute off so i did this did this session a lot um, last year. I remember doing it during winter, and it's just um, yeah, it's not a lot of fun. It um, yeah, it just goes forever, and you kind of get. I find you get probably oh, 
between eight and 12 reps, I reckon they're the toughest because you're like, oh, I'm not even halfway. And you're like, oh, I'm only just over halfway. So um, have you ever done this session before? Have you done one, mm, one minute on, on float? or Not by 20. Yeah. That's a long time to be going around an oval though, 40 minutes. It is. It is. So yeah, 40 minutes, uh, 12.45 uh, for a 315 average. Um, just looking at my laps now, most of my ons were kind of around, yeah, 252, 253 kind of thing. And then a lot of the floats, um, they started off around three, 350, um, then probably got a lot of them down to low 340s and then kind of 330s. So I find it's a session you kind of, I find I need to work into it um, and get those first few out of the way and don't go to the well too early. Um, but it's just tough and I really like it because you just set your watch on to beep every minute and it counts for you and you just listen for the beep and then as soon as the beep goes, you start floating and then you go harder and you're not thinking about pace, you're not thinking about how far you've got to go, just, I don't know, I find it a really simple session in that way that you're not concerned about how you feel or anything like that. So that's what I like about it, um, but it was a long session around an oval. Um, but I find that makes you nice and, I don't know, mentally but also physically pretty tough because um, it's it's not like the lake where you run on bitumen and you're getting a lot from your, your super shoes. You have to work a little bit harder, actually. So, yeah, it's good fun. Um, Matt joined me for that. So he actually did four sets of four minute-on-minute float and then he would sit one, um, one set out and then he'll jump back in so he, he did really well because he hasn't done a lot of that floating kind of stuff mm. where you're kind of keeping that heart rate quite high and that's probably something that the the newer you are to running you probably struggle a little bit whereas um when you've been running for five six seven years like we have that aerobic stuff you you've got a bit more in the tank um so yeah matt did he did 10k um and did that in 35 minutes so that's pretty impressive i was impressed by him because i thought i had a pretty good session and he was only having two minutes out, which isn't a big recovery time between um, between sets. So he did. I was yeah, I was pretty pleased with how he went with that one. Um, we were planning on doing three sets of four, and then we we're just going to see how he went in that last set. He was only wanting to do two, and I said, "Not nah, let's do three. Let's just try and push on a little bit, just because you know when you your mind's telling you, oh, I've just got to get through two reps, and you kind of like, oh yeah, that's my comfort zone, and then sometimes it's good to push that." push the envelope just that little bit just so that you can kind of tell your brain no i can do that extra set so i said do do three and he actually did four so i was pretty impressed with that um because it would have been easy for him to say no nah, i'm just doing two that's what you said at the start so i'm sticking to that yeah, um, and that's so. these workouts like they expose you physically and mentally like yeah because yeah. your brain never gets a break you've always got to keep the float on and like physically, you're just constantly heart rate's getting higher. You can't, like the longer you go, the more it goes up. Like it's hard to keep down. Like it's yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. So it's um, I've never done more than twenty. So I don't think I'd be any in in any rush to do more than twenty. I think mm. that's probably my limit. Um, but yeah, I often do sixteen. That's probably what I normally do. But this one was just a bit further, just to make sure we're working a little bit harder. So yeah, that was um, that was Tuesday. Uh, which was good fun and then yeah went out for a double in the afternoon and uh obviously saw a few kids on this run because the title there's few junior bats flyby so i think um yeah we still weren't at work and i saw a fair few of um 
the kids I coach in ADP that were out running, which was good, and joined uh, Harry Boyd, who's a young year ten future bat. He'll be uh, he'll be pretty good once he's uh, in the senior ranks. So that was um, yeah, pretty pretty boring Arvo run there, but it was good to see a few people out. Um, then Wednesday, my least favorite run of the week, the midweek long run. Um, I just yeah, I just hate these runs. They're just they're just a grind trying to run pretty fast and um, yeah, this was the average four it was. Yeah, well, this wasn't this wasn't my normal loop because uh, because my normal loop goes out of my five k radius. I kind of had to change it up a little bit, um, and this is probably a little bit easier, I reckon. Um, but yeah, I did twenty six k in an hour forty five, an average four hundred one. So I think I got rolling a bit earlier than what I normally do. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. I just I hate Wednesdays. They're just. I suppose when you look at it, you're like, yeah, you're running 26k midweek, so that's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that was our long run today, Sunday. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. people's long run. Like an yeah, hour 45 is. is a legit long run. That's what Croaks loves, isn't it? That's his. That's his distance. Yeah, yep. yeah. Similar yeah, pace, two 401s. Yeah, he he dropped me. I reckon he and he runs hills as well. Mine's pretty. Mine's pretty flat. So his heart rate be a bit higher than yours though. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, and then, yeah, Thursday just did a uh, bit of a strange-looking loop, this one. But uh, 15.9, uh, just 424s, um, pretty cruisy. Um, can't actually really remember that run, so obviously nothing eventful happened. And then another Arvo run. So I think I Arvoed nearly every day this week, apart from Wednesday and Sunday. Um, so, But it was pretty easy because it wasn't working too much, so... And then, um, yeah, getting to a few of the saucy, the saucy workout for the week. So went out to uh, Huntley's. This was Friday, so first day back at work, um, which is a bit of a shock to the system. But we actually trained in the morning here. Um, I have that first, the first period off, so I kind of get into work at 9.30, um, which is quite good. So we met out in Huntley at, well, it was meant to be 6.30. I was running a bit late because I had to pick up Sean, and he was waiting for his dog to go to the toilet or something like that. So... I was a little bit late, so I let the group down there a little bit. But we had, um, yeah, had a fair few here. Actually, we had uh, both the twins. Tully was with us. Uh, Matt Hook, Nigel, um, and also Steve Van Reese was out there as well. So, so these kids drive, and this is after regional Victoria's come out of lockdown. So the group's back together. Like, how do yes. these kids get out to Huntley? Which we're talking northern side of um, Bendigo here, listeners. Probably like, I don't know, 15 minutes drive for you out of Bendigo? Yeah, yeah, probably about 15. 15 or 20. Um, so Matt and Ned have their peas. Okay. So they can, they can get out there all right. Whereas Tully is, she's very lucky that her, her mum drives her. Uh, her dad also drives her sometimes. But for her, that's probably a 30 or 40 minute uh, drive out there. So I always, I give Tully the option. I say, this is where, this is what we're doing you can do this from home, but she's always pretty keen to come out with the group. So um, I hope she thanks her parents because that's uh, that's a fair old drive all the way out to Huntley. Um, but that was good. So we had um, so I had six k at kind of the plan was to go two fifty fives um, and then have five minutes recovery. So pretty much a full recovery and then punch a a pretty hard three k. Um, so I ran the first 6K in 1726, which was 254s. Um, so, yeah, kind of got, got moving there, which, um, I don't know, a lot of my sessions I do pretty controlled, and I hadn't had a good kind of really push for a few weeks, probably since Lardner Park. Um, so this was just a bit of a, 
let's just get in that uncomfortable zone um, and and see where we're at kind of thing. Um, so yeah, did that 6K and then had yeah five minutes and then rolled a 3K uh, in 8.22s, which is 2.47. So yeah, walked away pretty happy with that. Um, pretty pretty solid amount of work. Um, so yeah, I was I was stoked. It was good having um, Sean Forrest on the bike. So he was um, he was keeping me motivated and taking a heap of photos and uh, and videos along the way. So that ended up being 9.4K. So did you get, and, get on the wheel or he was just there like on the side? Yeah, no, nah, we have pretty strict uh, rules around this. So he never breaks any wind or anything. He's always like literally imagine a road. I'm on one side and he's essentially on the other side. Um, so he's he's more so probably there as just a bit of, um, I don't know, company kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas he's never actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never pacing because um, I, I think that's I don't know. I reckon that's a bit of cheating if you if you're getting a, a bike to pace you. Um, like that never happens in a race. So why would you do it in training, kind of thing? So yeah, yeah you get people in races though. Yeah, you do. Yeah, be like sitting on a pack. It makes it a whole lot easier. That's so. I'm glad you yes. said you don't do that. Like it's you've made yeah, this work yeah. out harder for yourself not having him. Yeah, there. yeah. No, I reckon the first. The very first time uh, he joined us um, out there on the bike, he was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not pacing for you. Like that's not my role here, kind of thing." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." And then um, I actually had Matt Hook out on the bike as well. Um, Two people on, on the fr- bike. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like we were. It was a, uh, yeah. It was a good morning actually. It was uh, Matt had his um, Bluetooth speaker, so he was getting a bit of, um, a bit of J Cole. Uh, pumping, which was good. His new albums really are. Uh, I quite like it. So that was, um, yeah, very. I don't know. Very strange for us. We're normally very low key and don't have anyone, anyone there at all. But um, yeah, it's obviously they're they're, they're keen to see what all the hype is about the bats. I think. Yeah, so, take that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now nah, Hooky was like, oh, do you want me to do you want me to take the uh, do you want me to take some of this wind? And I was like, nah. Nah, stay over there kind of thing so is it a uh, bit windy as well it's a bit windy up here like not massive but like when you're trying to run the paces you're running um you know the slightest bit of wind can slow you down a bit when you're trying to run 250 pace yeah we were really lucky in that with where the wind was it was only on i don't know if you're looking at the loop but there's a the very top section of it where the old murray road is it was only a bit of wind on that part which is probably only 500 meters long the very top end of the loop yeah. um, and the rest of it was was pretty well protected so i think the wind was in the perfect spot where you didn't you just slightly noticed it um along there but that was it so um that was a pretty big that was a pretty big session i was pretty um yeah pretty fatigued after that that was probably the most fatigued i've been for a while that and just having to um it's go to work fast. like it's a fast workout yeah i don't like Scotty gave me those paces and I don't know where they come from. Um, so I was meant to hit kind of 255s and then uh, 830 for the 3K. So I hit 822. So a little bit fast, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he got those paces from. I think he just wanted me to have a good, solid kind of hit out kind of thing. Um, and this was planned when Launceston was still going ahead. So I think it was a bit of a bit of a tune-up kind of thing for Launceston. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. bit quicker than marathon, uh, half marathon pace. Yeah, I reckon. And just to get the, I don't know, get a bit of, get the engine kind of going and all that kind of stuff. And 
it was, I don't know, you know, that feeling after a big session of just that kind of general fatigue. Um, yeah. So, yeah, had had that for the whole day at work. I was, um, yeah, actually, we got GYG for lunch, which was definitely the highlight of the day there um, after that big session. So, that was good fun. Um, probably the highlight of the week for me just because we had a had an awesome group, um, which was really good. And um, it was just good to be running as a group again because that was the first day where we could actually run with more than two people. Um, I had Matt for company. He did two and a half K and then two K of the six K and then did a K and a half of the three K. So he did, he did well. Um, that's a pretty impressive session for him. Um, cause I was really happy with how I went. So, um, Fine. he did pretty, he did pretty well. So we can, we can ask him all about that when he comes on. Uh, and then in the afternoon I got out to my favorite, uh, res loop and your favorite, uh, loop in Bendigo, um, the one that I took you on that time, but yeah, super rocky, super hilly. rocky, hilly, yep, Ankle not breakers. easy running, single track, all the fun stuff, what you love, mm. and then um, this is one of my favourite loops in Bendigo. Actually, I call it dead centre because literally, probably the middle of this loop is the centre of Victoria, um, so that's where that title kind of comes from. Um, good fun, good loop. Actually, looks like a loop as well because I didn't run from home. Um, so that was seventeen point seven k. Does look good Just, on Strava. Yeah, yeah, nice full complete loop. Um, I want to try and get a real nice circle one day, but it's a bit hard because a few private properties in there. Um, and then just an Arvo running Saturday afternoon. And then this morning, I uh, just did 34.9K, um, two and a half hours, just kind of the bread and butter. Um, nothing special today. Uh, probably the last uh, half an hour was probably around four, four tens, I think, um, once I left the group. Um, but yeah, just a nice solid long run today with nothing special. So that got me... 192, I think. So I think it's probably my second biggest, um, yeah, second biggest week ever. So yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It's pretty with, good with your, you know, what three of the last five weeks have been 190 or higher. Which yeah, is, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool to see in Strava. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm actually. It's going to be so strange when I like once I've ran Gold Coast. And to go back to like 160 or 170K weeks, it's going to feel so strange because you look at like my last, like even since probably the middle of March, like there's some pretty high blue bars in there and it's going to be weird to go back to 160 or 70 and see, I suppose, how my body adapts for, adapts to that because I think my body's really handled the high mileage quite well and I think it, it works for some people but doesn't work for others. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. I think it's, I think it's been the, it's been the different stimulus that my body needed, um, and I think I'm probably in the best shape. Like, and I think it kind of shows, like me running a, a three k pb, kind of off what the training I'm doing now, kind of just shows I'm in probably the best shape I've been in. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird just dropping back to 160k and doing like two hour long runs whereas it's just I'm just so used to doing two and a half it's um yeah, it's gonna be strange no nah, I'll have all this energy and won't know what to won't know what to do I might get a bit more housework done around the house or something like that so something but, like that that could be a thing could, um, be, could be is our guest ready do you know um let me just see he said he should be ready by this time so See if he's got it there. I've been um I've been on the recruiting drive a bit. I've got a couple of names for you here that will come into the Bendigo Bats team in the 
in the next couple of races. So one of our big names, Jamie the Beast Cook, is he actually signed? Do you know? Yes. Signed, he, dotted line, he, good. He he has signed. He was asking for a singlet, so I think that's that's the most official you can ever get. So good. he was ready ready to make his debut um, at uh, St. Anne's, but, yeah, unfortunately, um, that all got postponed. So I, think I did say um, on Strava, though, that he put in a 10K time trial in 30.35. That's a, that's a pretty impressive run down there. So that's good good form for him there. And your mate you spoke about before, Sean Forrest. He seems to be pretty active on Strava as well. He seems like he's getting fit. He is getting fit. I think he's trying to take the uh, the Strava King title off uh, Michael Kernahan Because if you noticed, he's every run, he's been going out and getting all these CRs. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I like I think Kerners, Kerners would be fanboying him a little bit um, <laughs> at the moment. So, But no, nah, Sean... Shawnee's getting fit. Um, he's all about the bats, and he, um, yeah, he actually asked me for a singlet yesterday. So he's, he's really keen. I know the, uh, the Mentone. What do you call them? Mentone. Mentone Mavericks. Mavericks yeah. That'd be. Um, I think if they hear this, they'll be a bit disappointed. Cause I reckon uh, Sean uh, Williams down there was banking on getting um, Sean Forrest to run for them, but uh, yeah, I think he's he's a bat through and through. Oh, he's, he's a Bendigo yeah. boy. So, nah, it's. Um, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting actually. We've got another guy moving to town, um, Patrick Stowe. Have you heard of him from Aubrey? I have heard mainly through Ash Watson. No, not Ash, Ash Watson. Ash, Ash Hoffman, Ash his coach. Hoffman, just talking absolute bulk rubbish, talking him up all the time. Yeah, he's got very big, um, very big. Oh, I guess like hype around him. A lot of people think he's the next big thing up there in Aubrey. I think Aubrey hasn't had any good runs for such a long period of time, though. So when someone <laughs> with a bit of talent comes along, they just snap him up. And Ash is his yeah. coach, of course, so uh, yeah, well, he wants Ash to be pumping is, up his own tyres. Yeah, I suppose when Ash is the big dog in town, it doesn't really set a very high standard for everyone, does it? So Wow, um, he's moving to Echuca to do his um, his physio rounds. I think he's here. Is for, he? Yeah, he comes next weekend. I think he's here for like two or three months as well. And um, wow. has expressed a bit of interest that he, he may slot into a Bendigo bat singlet. Like, Aubrey obviously don't have... Oh, they used to have a team in AV. But, um, yeah. yeah, he's I recently sh- won the Nail Can Hill run. I think he ran, like, the third fastest time ever there. Um, I yep. think he ran, like, yep. 30... Pretty sure he ran, like, 30-30 down at our Run the Bridge in Tassie. Yeah, so he's a quality solid. guy, but that's the kind of times you need to be running to make our... Divi 2 team at the moment. Yeah, you don't want to be much slower than 30-30 hoping to get a run. That's the thing. I think he might need to um, he might need to do a bit of a fitness test just to prove current fitness um, because it's it's not a it's not a just a walk up and you get in the top team. Um, especially with with the beast joining us now, it's uh, it's going to be pretty competitive, especially for some of those those shorter races um, where some of our young blood um, are probably pretty pretty handy so it's uh it's pretty exciting it is exciting yeah, exciting well. it's exciting that you know, guys like him and guys like his coach ash hoffman are sniffing around and want to get involved with a good team environment as well well why why wouldn't they why yeah, wouldn't they want exactly. to join so, so uh, um yeah. all right maddie's maddie's ready so i will you'll just cut this bit out will you because i don't what do i need to do do i need to add call is that what i do yeah add him to the call there's a little picture like next to my picture or your picture there should be like a person there with a plus sign yeah, just click him there and add him in. I reckon he's here now. Oh, Matt. G'day, guys. How you going, mate? Oh, Sounds good, good too. Yeah. Did you go? Did you go the old school headphones? Yeah, just got the gaming headset on. Oh shit! See, you are. 
She's can, legit. Yeah, that's I love that. That's you're showing your age there, which is good. She's yeah. good. But, um, yeah, no, very big welcome to the uh, the Road to Divi One uh, podcast, Matt Buckle. Um, yeah, it's thanks great for having have, me. It's great to have you on on uh, on the podcast just to talk a bit of crap with Brady and I. Um, our our youngest guest we've ever had. You're our second guest, so. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good to have you on, and I suppose it's uh, one of the reasons why we did this was just to promote um, the bats and all that kind of stuff, and I think we've, uh, we're have we a pretty unique uh, running group, and one of the great things about the XCR series is how we all kind of work together as a team and a lot of individual runners come together. So, yeah, um, yeah we're looking forward to having a chat to you for the next, um, yeah, 15, 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, the awesome. first question... I have sent you through a few questions, but you, yeah. you're not prepared for this one. Yeah. But do you call, what do you call your workplace, your new workplace? What's the first thing you call it? Uh, Guzzi. Guzzi. Yeah. That sounds much cooler than whatever you were Guzzi calling it. Guzzi or GYG. Yeah. GYG. See, I was calling it GYG and Brady was like, is that what exactly what it's called or Guzzi? Some people call it Guzman as well, but I find that a bit weird. Yeah. Guzzi. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to practice that. And yeah. do you want to do you want to tell uh, Brady the bet that I made with you and Ned um, a few months ago? Yeah. What race was that before? Do you know? Was that a Milers? Mm, I reckon it was a three K at Box Hill. Yeah. Um. So week out from the race, Andy sent me and Ned a message because he knows we love burritos from Guzzi, and he says if you boys have one. Like, limit yourself to one burrito for the week or shout your burrito after the race. And uh, me and Ned said uh, we'd do zero burritos for the whole week in the upcoming, and we didn't have a burrito, so we ended up getting shouted from Andy for a feed. Yeah, because, Brady, these boys were eating uh, burritos like they were going out of fashion. And I was like, it's good food, but you've got to be nice and light for these races. So it was, um, yeah, it was, well, it was good food. Worried for about race weight. Oh, a little bit. These, like, literally, I think their parents went away for a little bit. And I don't know if it was you or Ned, Matt, but I think some of you were having a consecutive lunch. And yeah, <laughs> I was working a lot, so I was getting a bit of money, and that was basically going all into Guzzi. <laughs> Matt, there's some people that don't like eating the food that they work, like, at their workplace because they see how it's prepared and stuff. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you're a big fan of it. It doesn't impact you at all. Well, I only just got the job at Guzzi, so... um. Didn't know how it was made, and it's still not going to stop me from eating it because it's that good. That's good. But, That's um, good. Yeah, even when I was at Macca's, I'd still make my own food and just make it kind of better than any other burger I'd make. How much does a burrito cost down there? A uh, fair bit. Just about 12 bucks. 12 bucks, yeah. yeah. It's, that's rough for an 18-year-old. Yeah. It is, but... And, um, Matt, was that the race where you ran a 8.28, 3K? I reckon I remember watching it on the uh, TV up here in Moama. Yeah, I think it might have been. I think so. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it was. And um, I just so everyone knows, I held up my end of the bet there, and I uh, took you boys out for lunch, I think it was. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I paid my dues there. But, um, yeah, you are one of the Buckle twins that probably a lot of people, a lot of people would know you as one of the twins. Um, so you are yeah. Matt Buckle. Um, and just, I suppose, to start off with, I actually don't know your PBs. So do you want to tell us, just quickly run us through some of your PBs? Um, do you have an 800 PB? Uh, I do. It's 204, but that was ran like two, three years ago when yeah. I did a yeah. medium Benigo. 
Yeah, nice. Um, uh, 1500? Yeah, so 1500 is 358, which I ran yeah, no. this year as well. Yep, and, and you then, got the uh, got the W for that one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Milers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, tell uh, us a bit about that race. Oh, I was gonna answer that later down the track when you said. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Do you save no, that? Yeah, yeah, we'll save that. Uh, so yep. 3K. And then I got 3K, which is 8:28, which I did in I think March in the out of 3K in Box Hill. Yep. And then yep. my 5K, official, uh, unofficially one year ago today, I ran a 14:52. Brady was there as well, and so were you at the Benio track. Yep, that's funny. We were literally talking about that just before because we were talking about um, how we might have to be doing a time trial. And then yeah. Brady said, oh, yeah, it was nearly a year ago we did a 10K. So you just um, – what happened that day? Do you want to just talk us through what happened um, at yeah, the track so that day for you? I know Jerry Clifford was there, a few others. Andrew Waring, I think, um, wanted to do a 10K time trial. Yep. And um, I just sit in for 5Ks at the very back. And um, yeah. got pulled through for a PB, which was at like over a minute 20 PB, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty big, but it was perfect for you, wasn't it? Just yeah. literally just going straight to the back and sitting yeah. there and yeah. being a body in the race, which was good for the guy yeah. ahead. Um, but yeah, what's your official? Official is 15.06. Yeah. Which I yeah. think my next 5K race, I'll be able to smash that. Yeah, I think you will be. Um, have, you ran, have you ever raced anything over... Uh, so I got a 10k here, which is 29 in Melbourne Marathon, which is 30, 33.40. I wasn't going to include that, but just yeah, going into yeah, Gold Coast, yeah. thought it might be worth mentioning. Yeah. So what? Um, we've spoken about what your job is. We've yeah. spoken about that probably uh, long enough. But what? Yeah. Uh, what races have you got coming up? Um, um. So, what's the XCR race that we were supposed to have? Saint Anne's. St. Anne's, yeah. Yes. yeah so yep. we were supposed to have that, and that's postponed. Not sure when to. But my next major race is Gold Coast, 10 kilometer. Yep. And um, I'm just hoping to go sub 31. And then, um, yeah, that's my next race that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, big, big chance of that. I think, Matt, like if you can, you know, comfortably run 1450-ish, yeah. 15 dead, like slowing that down to 1530 is going to feel like you're jogging through halfway, I think. Well, yeah, I set the goal of sub-31 quite a while ago, probably like at the start of the year. And just with the way training's going and some of the races, I think going to closer to 30 flat would be almost a better goal or sub-30-30. 30, 30. Yeah. No, I think that's – and especially after your result. And, um, so Matt ran. So Matt is actually your 18 at the moment. Um, and yeah. Matt – runs in our div two team so he uh, he actually himself and ned have to pay a v a fee to run in the open age group uh, which i think is a bit crap but that's all right um that's so just Matt, a one-off fee though isn't it surely i think so yeah we this hope could be so. another conspiracy against bendigo bats yeah. surely you <laughs> hey. don't charge the junior kids to run in the open race we hope not and we hope that he doesn't have to pay another uh 25 bucks to get it changed considering Cons- all it yeah, all it Considering takes... I'm a bat, maybe I might have to pay yeah, again. You might get the bat tax. Uh, yeah. But Matt did finish uh, 17th down at Lardner Park, uh, which is pretty impressive. Like top 20, that's a pretty um, – there's some good names behind you, and you were the third bat across the line there as well, which was, um, yeah, pretty big effort for an 18-year-old. So they are some of um, some of Matt's PBs, but probably the trend I'm noticing is all of those PBs were essentially set in 2021. Yeah. Um, so you've had a pretty big, pretty big year. What, 
Um, like, why why do you think this year has been so successful for you? Um, I think, well, just as well as growing and just like putting my head down and actually doing the work. Like, yeah. in like BC when I was in high school, it was like I'd get injured a fair bit, lose motivation. But now that there's a lot more races going on. And I've got you to train with, I've got Ned and heaps of others to surround myself with. I think that really helps with um, motivation and training, which has helped yeah. with races, of course. The bat culture, eh? Yeah. You love it. You love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite, this is my favourite question we ask all of our guests, your favourite yeah. AV club that you like beating slash racing against? We'll go the beating part because we're, we're yeah. beating a lot of clubs at the moment. So what's yeah. your favourite club to beat up on? Um. I think after Lardner, I'd have to say uh, Western A's because they were standing in front of us bats, like me, Ned, Archie, and Nath. And um, I don't know, just giving us weird looks. I was yeah. pretty uncomfortable standing behind them, and it's just good to roll like most of them. Yeah. No, and I beat like them it. as a team as well. Yeah, I like that answer. That's yeah. good. Um, now, your favourite race you've done? I think we know the answer um, to this one, yeah. but you want so to talk about the 1500 meter. Um, yep. It was like my first 1500 meter in over a year. And before that, my PB was 412. And uh, um, I think me and Ned chucked in a 405 for the C Tom. Yep. You had something to say. Um, what race was this? It was uh, this Miles. was uh, Vic Miles, I think, meet four at Duncan McKinnon. Yep. Yep. And yeah, uh, uh, you go. Yeah, the 405 C Tom, I think that was like. Most of the field, everyone was around 405 to 408. And um, got a pretty bad start. Got stuck at the back, but Kerners immediately went to the front after about 200 metres and just put the hammer on from there. And so I had to slowly make my way up to the front and uh, come into the last lap. I remember passing, I think, Archie, who was in second, getting on uh, the guy who was in first on his shoulder along the back straight. And um, Ned was right behind me, and I just... We're very competitive, but didn't want him beating me that night. And uh, I could hear him come up to me right to overtake me, and I said, no, I'm not letting this happen. So put the hammer down in the last 100 metres, just gave it everything. Yeah, and, nice. um, yeah. The reason it's my favourite race is because me and Ned both won too. Even though it's a milers race, it just made me pretty happy and proud of how far Ned's came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His and injury. That's- that's something we will uh, we're going to get Ned on probably you know yeah. a week or two and chat about that. Um, yeah. But I, nah, I was yeah. watching that race though, Matt, and you could see the emotion on your faces like when you both crossed the wrong line, yeah, and kind of hugged smalls. each other, and yeah, yeah, you kind of won and then looked back to see where he was. And, yeah, yeah, it was really kind of special. I think the commentators make note that obviously you guys are identical twins, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty kind of cool to see you both out there going one two in in races like like it was Vic Miles B race, but it was still like quality competition. I think. Yeah, yeah. It Especially nearly... for me, Ned, because fifteen hundred meters a lot shorter than what we're used to doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nearly the fairy tale kind of finish. Like you yeah. guys running, both of you running. Uh, well, you ran sub four. Did Ned run sub four? Yeah, was Ned just, ran yeah. a second slower than me, which is like three fifty nine. Yeah, so both. Like both the time, uh, first time breaking four and coming one two, it was um, yeah. I'll remember that race for a while actually. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty special one. And big shout out to Vic Milers for all the work they do. Um, looking forward to the answer for this one. Favorite workout because we we spend a lot of time together, um, and you kind of do 
a lot of my workouts with me. Um, yeah. We just kind of yeah Work make it a little bit less for you. But yeah, what's yeah. your what's your favorite work? Yeah. Um, I think this was easier than my least favorite, but I did one k reps at the lake, especially. I don't yeah. know something about one k reps I really like. Just I yeah. think they're a perfect distance and off sixty seconds. I know it's just a good session to get done. I reckon. Yeah, it is. I've I've been saying this for years that the lake is the best spot in Australia to do K reps, isn't it? Yeah. And you uh, do like hundred on each side, and you only have to really focus in the middle part. Especially yeah. this time of year when not too many people are down there walking dogs and stuff as well. Like yeah. The cold weather and the darkness kind of uh, keeps them away, which is good. Yeah. yeah. And what um what was other than your last K rep session um. The one before that, when you did with Scott, was that? Um, how'd you find that one? Yeah, that was good. Um, I jumped in with you for the first three or four, and they were like just below two fifty-fives for the first four, and I think that was off ninety. And I was struggling then, so I jumped in with Scotty and Ned, which we did a three hundred nine. Yeah, which helped me a lot and got yeah. me through the rest of the session. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably just um, you would yeah just a little bit ahead of where you should have been and yeah. just run like, a little bit fast but yeah. Scotty with his wisdom kind of pulled you back a little bit yeah um, and it was good to finish off the session as well from the 309 to bring it yeah. back down as well yeah yeah that's the tricky part and that's probably yeah. what Brady and I never used to never used to do back in the day when we were your <laughs> age running around there <laughs> yeah. once you hit the first one it's like alright need to do eight like that <laughs> <laughs> nah I gotta get faster <laughs> yeah yeah um, what about your least favourite workout um, this is probably the hardest question of the night I reckon four like I don't really have a like a session I don't like, but yeah. my least favorite might be four hundred meters yeah. reps because I don't know I just feel like they take forever later on in the session. I thought you were gonna say uh, minute on minute off on a on a wet QEO oval. Yeah, in, uh, in next that's probably that was probably up there. Yeah. Did you suggest to him, Matt? I don't know why he did that session. I asked him before why he didn't do it on the road or something. But um, yeah. did you maybe suggest, like, hey, maybe we should find a flat road, go 20 minutes out, do a Yui 20 minutes back? Would have been much more uh, enjoyable. Not really. I, I have a lot of trust in Andy, and whatever yeah. he says, I just don't even think twice about it. <laughs> and that and that comes. Um, Keep it yeah, that way. It's a good good relationship to have. Twofold yeah. from Scott. Whatever whatever Scott kind of tells me, it's uh, there's no thinking. It's just like uh jump off a bridge and yeah just how high it. kind of thing and so it's but now the reasoning behind that was just because we had been doing a little bit on the uh on the roads and knew there was a big road workout coming on friday so it was just to get on the grass just to um yeah just a bit of uh working smarter not harder there yeah uh, and then yeah probably my probably my second last question here is a runner that you admire so that can be um locally or as big a picture yeah. as you want so i've got two i've got andy is number one just because what you do yeah Me? Andy Buchanan. Okay. yeah this was just not planned loaded not... question oh, i promise it wasn't <laughs> just because all the stuff that you do for benio running and like i just feel like you have heaps of like the running in benio like on your shoulders i think like you're big um i don't know how to explain it big person in the running in benio Role model? Yeah, role model. And then second, I've got Craig Angles, just because I reckon he looks like a good bloke and brings a lot of energy and passion into the sport of running. Yeah, nice. He, he, does, he does have a good amount of swag, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's he had, he had a good race the other day as well, Matt. Yeah. So he hasn't had, a, hasn't had a good one in a while, so it's good to see him back. Yeah. 
Um, hey, uh, talking about Andy, Matt, what's some of the things you kind of you get to rub shoulders with him a couple times a week and train with him? Like, have you noticed any traits or anything that you learn from him that you like, you know, try to implement into your own attitude towards running? Um, oh, found out any of his secrets? Secrets? I'm not quite sure. You'd have to give me a few minutes to think about this one, <laughs> but. There probably is definitely some stuff that I do without noticing that is from Andy, mm. but just the way I go about my running, probably. Yeah. And just like staying motivated, getting it done. Yep. Good yeah, answer. Consistency has been yeah, pretty good at that yeah. over the years. You two have got. I was talking to um, Archie about this the other day. You guys have got similar stories. How you have both been involved in the sport of running from a young age yeah. um, through your parents. Like, I remember, um, you know, your old man John and your mum Callie, isn't it? Like, yep. they used to take you to the races when you were super young kids. Like, yeah. I remember you guys running around when you were like, would it be like five and six and stuff? Yeah, I remember doing yeah. like a 500 metre um, King of the Mountain and yeah, would have won like that. that year. Yeah, we were talking a few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few <laughs> years ago. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what I remember. I remember you uh, you getting around and stuff, and then it's cool that you're kind of now. Um, you know, trying to reach your potential and putting in some hard yards with the training because most kids yeah. they disappear kind of yeah, after those, a lot those years. What, yeah, you would have noticed that as well. What What do you put that down to, Matt? So obviously, um, a lot of people wouldn't know, but I've coached you for what probably eight years now. Yeah, um, just about. Yeah, well, actually, probably, no, probably six because now you're into the sixth year of school. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I started coaching Matt when he started in year seven. Um, he came through my school. Um, and that's the thing, as you, as you said, you probably, um, you and Ned were interesting where you loved running and you're quite talented, but yeah. you just, the thing you struggled with is putting together that good kind of two or three months. Yeah. Um, Brady and, said it before with like consistency. Yeah. 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 Learned. Yeah, exactly. So years. with, I think COVID kind of came at the perfect time for, yeah. for you yeah. because you mm. were like, oh, I, I want to buckle <laughs> buckle down <laughs> pun intended um and get like get really into my running and see what i can do because there's probably a lot of people in victoria that on the av scene that wouldn't have heard of you and then they're like who are these two young twins where yeah. have they come from um yeah. so what what do you what would you give um any advice what would you give advice to say someone that is uh, say 13 or 14 at the moment and they're just starting their running um, to help them make sure that they can be running well when they're 18, 19, 20 and so on? Um, to def- just enjoy it as much as you can because yeah. I think if you take it too seriously, you get caught up with yourself and you just like lose motivation eventually and like you just don't look forward to running every day. Yeah. Because yeah, once perfect. you get to like 18, 19 and even older, once you like things are starting to get serious you can't really like motivate yourself when you're not yeah like myself i like to like i used to run in bsc like but just never had consistency and i was still enjoying myself and now i know it's time to like knuckle down and do the work which i enjoy yeah yeah no that's good Um, yeah brady you got any um more hard-hitting questions for matt no, nah, that's all for me, Matt, but I might see you uh, if we do a time trial again later in uh, this week coming. But no, nah, uh, I got a bit of a glimpse. I think you were maybe our fourth fastest, fifth fastest maybe at the relays, the first round. Was that when yep. I get that right? Yep. 
got you in here, 19-22, um, just behind Archie at 19-19. So he yeah. kind of went from, what, fifth fastest up to our third fastest at in our team for Lardner Park. And I got a yeah. bit of a glimpse. You know, you and I weren't far from each other. I was ninth, you were 17th. And a couple of times I kind of looked her over my shoulder, you know, when you can kind of go up and back just to see yeah. what everyone else in the team was. So I'm, I don't really look over my shoulder, but Lardner Park was something else. I was looking over every corner. <laughs> To see there was ways to was do it though, wasn't it? Yeah. Archie or Nathan were coming up. Yeah, and when I turned at like, you know, 6K and I'm like, oh shit, there's Matt. I'm like, yeah. he's having a blinder. Like, this yeah. was a huge run. So, uh, mm. yeah, looking forward to spending the rest of the season alongside you, smashing yeah, up some of these great. people from uh, Melbourne and Geelong and Ballarat and wherever yeah. else they come from. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's pretty exciting. There's a great photo um, on, I think it might be on AV Facebook, and there's it must be coming through with a lap to go, and there's Archie. Uh, Nath and Matt and they're literally all behind each other and it just I don't know it just gets me excited about the depth and give these guys five years and they're going to be even better kind of thing mm. so it's um it's pretty exciting and um, I don't know I think it's I'm really lucky to have yourself Matt and also um, and Ned helping me because you guys help me a lot I know that um on Friday we were actually um in the last 3k of the rep um, well the last rep 3k i know i said oh, i'll get the first 500 and then you kind of take over from there and i was probably running a bit too fast and you were just kind of sitting in and you yeah. actually apologized for not taking the lead but it's yeah. uh, honestly just just having you there is um something i'm not used to and i was telling brady how um how good the vibes were that morning having like sean on the bike and then also hooky on the bike playing jay cole jay yeah. cole yep yep that's the, the i've been glued to him andy yeah it's good i'll turn him off it? yeah good it's good for listeners out there get around his new album um off season is it is that what it's called yeah i think so yeah have you listened to it brady nah too old for this stuff by the sound of things jay yeah. cole you reckon yeah nah, i'll get i'll give it a spin you've seen you've pumped it up pretty big here yeah. all right fellas well we're Lovely. done for episode five thanks for giving us some time to share a bit of your story with us matt and uh, now the listeners can keep track of you throughout the season hopefully covid gets sorted in melbourne and um the next round goes ahead. That's what I'm concerned about now. We've got this gun team together and then the whole season gets cancelled and we've got to spend another bloody 12 months in Div 2 because they yeah. won't put us up. So, yeah, we uh, might be right. <laughs> imagine that. Like it's 2023, we finally get up there. Um, yeah. But anyway, so thanks, fellas. Thanks, listeners, for tuning uh, in. Thanks for having um, me, guys. No worries. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Brady. And we're not sure when we'll record next because we don't have a clue when we're racing next. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next week or so. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? See you, boys. See you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.